Welcome to Vibing Consciously, the podcast dedicated to deep discussions about spiritual healing and enlightenment. Hi everyone, I'm Kat. And I'm Sarah. We're the hosts of the Vibing Consciously podcast, where we explore the power of conscious living together. In this podcast, we dive deep into the realms of self-love, self-awareness, and self-transformation. We don't just talk about it, we actively live and breathe it. Always holding each other accountable as we navigate this journey together. That's right. We're two best friends on our own journey to healing, supporting each other despite our own beliefs and personal experiences. Through honest conversations, introspection, and connecting with our listeners, we uncover valuable insights, tools, and practices that support our constant evolution. By going inward, we unravel the mysteries of our own selves, and we're here to pass everything along that we've learned on our journey. You'll get to witness firsthand what the road to enlightenment looks like from the inside. Join us now as we dive into more healing, happiness, and wholeness. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just starting on your path, Vibing Consciously is a podcast for you. Get ready to immerse yourself in discussions that will uplift your spirit, expand your consciousness, and inspire you to embrace your own self-love journey. Let's Vibe Consciously. In this episode of Vibing Consciously, we explore the concept of shadow work and its powerful impact on personal growth and healing. Starting off with some lighthearted questions, we gradually delve deeper into the profound benefits of shadow work. We set the tone by creating a comfortable and open atmosphere, encouraging our listeners to reflect on their own experiences and beliefs. We engage in thought-provoking conversations that reveal personal insights and foster introspection. These initial discussions serve as a gentle introduction to our main topic. As the episode progresses, we turn our attention to exploring shadow work in more detail. We explain how shadow work involves exploring the hidden aspects of ourselves, the parts we may often neglect or refuse to acknowledge. By embracing and working with these aspects, we share how shadow work can unlock hidden potentials, creating a pathway to healing and personal transformation. Drawing on our own experiences and research, we highlight the potential of shadow work to bring about changes in our lives. We will discuss how addressing our shadows not only help us heal emotionally, but can also have a significant impact on our physical well-being. By shining a light on these hidden aspects, listeners are encouraged to understand and make peace with their shadows, leading to a more integrated and authentic version of themselves. Throughout this episode, we will provide practical insights and techniques for engaging in shadow work, offering guidance on how our listeners can start their own transformative journey to enlightenment. We hope you find self-reflection just as beneficial as we do by the end of this episode, and you are able to unlock the true potential within yourself to foster a more authentic connection with the universe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Vibing Consciously. Yes, welcome back. Today we are talking about my favorite and not so favorite subject, shadow work. But before <laughs> before we start that, I have a little surprise for Kat. Oh god. I didn't tell her about this, so it's my absolute favorite because she didn't know something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm totally gonna surprise her. Okay, Kat, so just to switch things up a little bit here, you know, we're always very serious in our conversations. I wanted to do a best friend questionnaire, like us asking questions to each other. Because yesterday I texted Kat and I said, hey, Kat, what's your middle name? Because I totally forgot. Uh-huh. 
That's something I should have known. No, I don't talk about my middle name a lot. That's but I knew it. That's the thing. Like, I shouldn't have had to re-ask. You know what I mean? So, all that being said, let's have some fun here. Fun with shadow work. I love it. (laughs) No, fun with questions. (laughs) But that's pretty much what shadow work is. It's just a whole bunch of questions and diving deeper and deeper. Yes. I don't know how deep these questions are going to go, but they will be fun. Okay. Okay. So, first question what is something you do that would be embarrassing if everyone found out? Huh. So this is shadow work because you're forcing me oh to be embarrassed. Oh my god, this worked out perfectly. Look at how that got lined up. And you're like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And oh my god, I made the fucking questions for the podcast. <laughs> I didn't even know this, guys. What is happening? Oh, sorry. What is happening here? And it that, it's a really interesting question because I embarrassed is not something that I feel a lot. And that is on purpose for different reasons. We won't go into my shadow work today. We won't do shadow work today, but I... Well, um, we will, but first we're going to answer these hard questions. <laughs> I struggle with embarrassed because what is something I do that people... I'm going to have to think about this one. Okay, we can come back to that I pick question. my nose a lot. Uh, yes, you do. I guess that's embarrassing. <laughs> she does it in front of me, guys, and she <laughs> I do, doesn't seem I do it in front of a lot of people um, <laughs> because I really don't get embarrassed. But I guess, though, if I think about it, like if I'm driving down the street and I'm really digging for some gold and somebody oh pulls up next to me <laughs> and sees me, I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> And I might get a little embarrassed, but then, you know, I, uh, the booger starts bothering me again and I just go to picking. So it doesn't <laughs> last very long. <laughs> what about you? What's something that you do? Hmm. Something embarrassing. I talk to myself when I'm on the toilet. Okay. Yeah. I could weird. see where that would be embarrassing if someone is passing by the bathroom and then you're yeah, talking having a full conversation right. is there somebody in there with you sarah <laughs> <laughs> nope just me talking myself down off a cliff that's about it <laughs> i hear you i do that in the shower sometimes like i'll literally be looking at the shower curtain i'll be like yeah it's gonna you know today's gonna it's gonna be a good day it's, yeah it's good it's good it's good yep so good Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay what is the first thing you notice when you meet a person? Their energy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously first, but now I'm becoming more conscious of it. Right. I am very tapped into their energy. What about you? Hmm. Well, I would say energy with some people... With others, I let um, my worldliness kick in. I'm like, oh, he's cute. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what his energy's like. Just being honest here, people. But most of the time, like, yeah, like I can tap into energy pretty easily. Yeah. And what's funny is I think a lot of us do, and we just don't even really realize it or think about it. Mm -hmm. Because we are all programmed with that to have this intuition and we know when someone is not safe for us 
Mm. And when someone is good or bad, or if I'm going to feel comfortable with them, or if I need to put up a wall somewhere, we all do that. Yeah. We all do it. But other than energy, though, I will say the first thing I notice about someone is um, the way that they stand. Confident, not confident. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I think the way that they stand really determines how I'm going to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's kind of funny now that I think about it. See, I came up with some good questions. Thank you, Google. Uh, favorite celebrity and who is your celebrity crush? Okay, my favorite celebrity is Florence Welsh. Anybody heard of her? Florence and the Machine. Florence Welsh. She's amazing. <laughs> Oh, and Celebrity Crush. Let's see. Because um, I don't ever watch movies. Um, I thought it was that guy. That Paul had, Rudd. Is that that guy with the hair and the the, the beard? He does have the hair guy. and a beard sometimes. The older guy? He is older than us. Mm-hmm. He's a little older. What is he in? Ant-Man. Oh, God. No. Yeah. Cat, are you okay? Because, okay, this Hang is the on. thing about me. Hold on. So, so like... pause for a second. Okay. First of all, I know I'm not the only person who loves Paul Rudd, okay? He is aging like a fine wine. But. No. no. Something about me. The guy from. <laughs> what? What? The guy from Knocked Up. Yeah. Oh. He is so cute. My and <laughs> so, okay, I'm just going to say a little oh. thing about me. And this has always oh. been a thing with me, with celebrities and the music that I like and all that stuff. To me, it is not about the looks, which, first of all, I do think that he looks good. Mm-hmm. Like he, he looks like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. But. His personality. He is so funny. Like, genuinely funny and just right off the cuff. I agree with that. He is very funny. I love his He is his hilarious. Humor. I love all his movies. Very, very funny. Have you seen This Is 40? I think it's called This Is 40. 40-Year-Old Virgin? No, 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 no. I know he's in that. No, he's not in that. That's Steve Yeah, Carell. he is definitely oh, in that. Oh, he is in that? Yeah. No, This Is 40. He's married to this... Uh, that blonde lady, I can't remember her name, in the movie, and they're, she's, like, turning 40, and it's, like, showing all the funny things that they're going through. I don't watch TV. It's not a show. It's a movie, and it came out a couple either. years ago. Can yeah. I? Okay. Well, he's in that, and if you really liked him... <laughs> but I don't But I don't really like him and think about him like that. It, it's well, just, I like, don't... if I have to think about a celebrity crush, it'll be Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Because he's so cute. Okay. And Ant-Man is my favorite Marvel movie. What about you? Oh, uh, favorite celebrity is Gerard Butler. Biggest oh, yeah. crush is Gerard Butler. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> That'll never change. Next question. What's the craziest thing on your bucket list? Uh, to levitate. Holy shit, people. She just took a whole nother level. <laughs> That's my brain. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care about skydiving. I want to levitate and fly. What about you? <laughs> skydiving? 
<laughs> That's on my bucket list that I have a fear of heights. So, yeah, I won't be going with you on that trip unless I can levitate. And then I'll meet you in the middle. While you're falling, so I'll you're be going rising. To, you're <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to go with me when I ask you to go skydiving with me? No. I will never do skydiving. Why? Because you have a fear of heights. I have a super fear of heights. And look at that. We're doing shadow work right now. And I also look at it like, and people can take this however they want, and it could still be from a stance of fear, but I know I have a lot of things to do in my life, and you're not going a lot die. of people who count on me. And I know that I am forever protected, and I could probably jump out of that plane, but it could also be my higher self saying, hey, you know what? It was a good run, kid. We need you up here now. And I just don't want... Alright, well, I'll be skydiving by myself while you are levitating somewhere. And like, how... <laughs> <laughs> being wind blown in the face and all that like how is that i just don't see where it's fun zip lining was fun it's conquering I enjoyed a fear. zip lining yeah i mean that's I guess all that's it is true. it's just i am finally conquering this fear of the highest heights that you could ever imagine falling out of a sky for crying out loud that's what it is for me so it's more of like a personal thing and more and less of like, I want to do this because of the fun. Exactly. And that's yeah, the exact that. same reason why I'm doing yoga. Right. I'm not doing it for fun pictures or, oh, this will be fun. I get to wear leggings and put exactly. on crop tops. I'm doing this for, like somebody asked me the other day, what's the point of doing... Um, all these inversions. Inversions are like the crazy poses. You know, what's the point of all that? And I said, well, people now do that to get a really cool photo. And that's what I was doing at the beginning of this whole yoga journey. It was like, oh, I'm going to get the photo. Now it's, it's not done in a religious manner for me because I know that a lot of stuff is a religion for people in yoga. For me, it's if I can conquer this very difficult pose, like there's one that I've been working on called Fallen Angel. If I, when I do that, <laughs> it will be an accomplishment for me mm -hmm. because I finally have done it. I finally completed something and it's, it's like a, a golden seal for me. So let personally. me ask you. Um, I don't know what this pose is, so I'm not going to act like I do. Is it more of a balancing pose or more stretchy pose? Is Balance. So here's the thing, mm -hmm. and this is what I love about yoga, mm -hmm. because when you do master those poses, you're mastering that part in your life. Once mm -hmm. you can master balance in your life, I promise you you'll be able to do that pose. I'm working on it. I love metaphors. Life is so poetic. Anyway, next question. <laughs> oh, this one should be fun. It's related to yesterday a little bit. If you could change your name to a new name, what would your name be? And I, I don't even know if I can answer this question. I have no idea because I'm trying to change my middle name 
because, and I actually may go back to my original middle name. I don't know. My original middle name was Faye, and um, I love me some fairies, so I may keep it Faye, but I know... Faye is a pretty middle name. Yeah, and um, I really want to get rid of my middle name now because it's my maiden name, and I'm trying to let go of as much energy of that part of me as I can for different reasons. But uh, I don't know. I keep asking the universe to show me like initials or something or like a name over and over again that I should do it. And I keep seeing KHH. And the only thing that pops in my head is Haven. Haven's pretty. But I don't know if I want that to be my middle name. Catherine Haven Harrison. Finding a haven within myself. There you go metaphors see you have such great meaning behind everything you know like somebody asked me what do you want to change your name to <laughs> mine's gonna be funny <laughs> <laughs> princess consuela banana hammock yes <laughs> Ooh, i don't know i've just always been a deeper thinker hmm. it's a blessing and a curse a philosophizer i changed mine to tree of life i don't know it's a I hard have no question idea. i've never never thought about it to be honest because i kind of like my name that's good mm -hmm. do you know my middle name elizabeth <laughs> no that's, your that's my sister's, sister's name. name hold mm -hmm. on i don't i don't know your middle See? name this is why i wanted to do this because i had to ask you your middle name yeah. and then something popped in my head does cat know your middle name and we call ourselves best friends. <laughs> You're on to something. Mm -hmm. It does start with an E. Emily? Huh. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, that's my name. That was my best friend's name growing up. <laughs> yeah, I know a couple of different Emilys. I didn't know that. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that's me. Do you know my maiden name? Sequoia? Sakura, 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 yeah. Originally Sikorsky, which is Russian, hmm. which is kind of cool. My grandfather changed it to Sakura when he came over here. Wow, yeah, pretty interesting. Sikorsky. I don't have any cool family history. Oh yeah, my um great 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 great. You know, keep going. Um, grandfather invented the Sikorsky helicopter. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And we had uh, the king of Prussia long time ago was related to us. Man. Yeah. Pretty neat. Thanks for that money, Grandpa. I don't even know my grandparents' names. Oh. That's how little I know about my family history. Zero. I did an ancestry thing. And learned a little bit there. Hmm. But, yeah. What instantly puts you in a good mood? Music. Mm -hmm. Very nice. What about you? E yoga. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, as soon as, I, as soon as I get into that room. It's something about that room, though. Or I could be, do it outside. That would put me in a good mood, too. What is one word that you would add to the dictionary and what would its definition be? 
Um, well, I'm pr pretty sure that my word is already in the dictionary because there are a lot of words in the dictionary. And this is probably in there. Oneness. But I would just change the definition. You are this. Period. Smiley face. Heart, heart. <laughs> Sparkle. Everything is so deep with you, cat. I can't help it. If you have an ounce of like surface level something funny. I mean you are funny, but like <laughs> She's hiding her face from me. No, I'm trying to think. Uh, a word that would be in the dictionary. Well, mine would be R. <laughs> and I would change its definition. This is how different we are. <laughs> this is this is putting the spotlight on both of us to really show, like, this is you and this is you. Hey, I can be really personal. <laughs> but not right now. And see, I just... I think because we said that we were talking about shadow work, something inside of me switched. And so now it put me on the deep scale. Okay, so everybody knows now, Cat is really deep. I am really funny. Or at least I think I am. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm funny sometimes. I mean, yeah, you're funny. But I just have to be in that mood. But you're very... If you could eat at one restaurant for the rest of your life, where would it be? Hmm. Man. Probably Dan Sabachi in Fuquay, North Carolina. There is a ton of synchronicities That's... on their door, so I know it's a place for me. It's so good. That it's probably... so good. <laughs> And maybe one day I'll start liking sushi and I can expand my palate a bit. You so, don't like sushi? No. Why? But I honestly, though, I have not tried a lot of sushi. I say that I don't like it, but I really haven't eaten a lot of it because what I have liked, I just don't like fish. I ate fish all the time growing up, and I am done with fish and seafood. Mm -hmm. It makes me sick to my stomach. Mm. I hate it so much. Well... Here's a shocker. My favorite sushi roll is the one with avocado and no fish. It's just rice, avocado, cucumber. Sometimes it could be wrapped in seaweed and sometimes it's not. What is it called? So I just call it the avocado roll. The it's avocado usually in the vegetarian, roll. vegan area. Vegetarian sushi. Yeah, so I would totally eat a Dan Sabachi <laughs> every day for the rest of my life. Because, yeah. Because usually I get on a kick that lasts several months and I would eat the same thing over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again to an extreme mm. for several months. And then I'll transition into something else and then it's the same cycle. Do you do that? No. <sighs> so that's something personal to me because I feel like as humans, I do know some people who will get in kicks like that. If you get in kicks, let us know. Comment on our yeah. Instagram and let us know. What kicks do you get kicks. in? Because is I this know, a I human know. thing or is this a personal thing? Well, I know you had your kick of ice cream. Yeah, it, it's still it's still kicking. It's still kicking. See, I I lately I have been 
Like, if I crave something, I'm like, nope, I'm not going to eat it. I'm very good about saying no to myself. So, sometimes. But then there's, other times where, then there's other times where, you know, I'm like, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm working on willpower. Sometimes I get in healthy kicks. I mean, hibachi isn't the worst thing. Mm-hmm. What about you? Lemon and lime. 100%. It's on Hillsborough Street in Raleigh, y'all. It's really good. What kind of food is it? Indian. Hmm. I want to go to India, eat Indian food next to an elephant by the water. Maybe he'll sneak some of your food from you and you guys can have a cute moment. He can have all my food. And it won't be a he because I don't want to deal with that dingling. I just want a female (laughs) elephant because she'll be more personal and sweet and kind and and she's compassionate. That was a big dingling I sent you in that video. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, I wasn't expecting that. Some things aren't what you expect. And then it's like an elephant walking towards the camera. And it's like, oh, an elephant. That thing is longer than my arm. And then it keeps on. (laughs) (laughs) It explains life. Maybe it's longer than my leg. Absolutely longer than your leg. (laughs) Yeah. That thing was as long as its leg. It was almost touching the ground. (laughs) It almost hit the camera. I thought it was going to hit the camera. And I was like, It's going to make the podcast funny. Don't hit the camera. <laughs> it didn't hit it. Just, it's okay. It didn't hit it. It was just real close. Oh, oh God. Okay. Last question that we're going to do on this fun little questionnaire. Or do you want me to expand it to make it 40 minutes? I can get into some deeper question. Not so funny. That way we're doing more shadow work. And then we can explain shadow work at the end. Sure. Okay. What do you think is the best thing about being an adult? Oh, God. Uh, not having to do what your parents say. And it's awful because I'm a parent and I realize that my daughter has to do what I say. But that is the best thing about being an adult. You can um, not have to worry about people dictating what you're doing. You can make your decisions at your own time. What about you? Getting tattoos. Hmm. I like that too. Yeah. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for at least for the last 60 days of your life, which would you want? Body, 100%. Because my mind at 90 years old, oh, you think it's good now. Imagine how good it's going to be at 90. Very good. I'm going to be levitating. That body, <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna be 90 years old with a 30 year old body floating above you, fuckers. That's right. Mm. Same, I mean, obviously, of course, the body. I'm 35, but yeah, let's right. And by 90, even if you don't remember who you are and you have to like shit in a bag, <laughs> why would you have to shit in a bag at night? Oh, never mind. Uh-huh. I mean, sometimes you don't have control of all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I would much rather take the body mm-hmm. and not know who I am. And just, you know, here on this planet at 90, if I don't know who I am, I'm all right with that. And I I know it hurts a lot of people around them. So I'm trying, I'm not 
not being compassionate. Mm. But imagine 90 years on this planet. I'm 35 and I'm already like, ugh. I'll be all right if I don't remember anything about it at 90. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think with the way your brain is going, though, I think you're going to remember it. I, I mean, think I you're going so. to remember everything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you and I were both prostitutes in another life. That popped into my head yesterday, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? I just do. We have a lot of sexual, like, weird traumas. Yeah, we do have a lot of sexual trauma. But here's my thing. Um, could have absolutely been a prostitute in past life. I don't know. I mean, I have so much. I would not doubt at all that in a past life I have had some over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, but I do also know that we are in the time of clearing karma and ancestral karma specifically. And if your family has been stuck in the karmic wheel of sexual trauma over and over and over again, then you are going to adopt that in this life so that you can clear it for your ancestral mm -hmm. line because we're going into a new time, y'all. Mm -hmm. Hopefully without trauma. Yes. No trauma. Being that you're 35, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life thus far? These are some hard questions. This is hard because it can work on many levels. Um, you know, my biggest accomplishment, I think, is being proud of myself. Like I'm starting to become more proud of myself. And again, I can't think on surface level, guys. So I'm super proud of being a mom. I'm super proud of being a wife. I'm super proud of all of these plaques I have hanging on my wall. I'm super proud of all of those things and... But I am am proud that I'm actually able to be proud of myself because growing up, I was never proud of myself. I was trash all the time. I did everything that I possibly could for everyone else, and nobody gave a shit about me. Like, I bro brought home my honor roll sticker, so let's talk about shadow work. Brought home my honor roll sticker when I was younger in, I think, like, early high school or something, and I was always in AP classes, but I had some difficulty in school for different reasons. And, like, I could never get on honor roll. I was just short of honor roll. And then I finally got it and took it to my dad. And it was like the bumper sticker that you put on the back of your car. And, you know, he ripped that thing up, threw it in the trash, and said, what do you think, you're better than everybody? Hmm. Because you got on honor roll, I'm not going to ride around with this bumper sticker on the back of my car showing everybody that my kid is better than theirs. I'm not that parent. You know what that did to me in that very moment? I didn't care about anything after that. That one specific moment, I started failing all of my classes. I barely graduated. Couldn't walk with my class. Hmm. I just stopped going to school. Honestly. And my dad would come in and say, hey, you going to school today? No, I don't think so. Okay. And he would go back to sleep. Wow. So not blaming my dad for that, but he gave me the perfect opportunity in that moment 
to create something that would hold so tight, it would hold for the rest of my life. So at 35, I'm proud that I'm able to get through that and actually be proud of myself for my accomplishments. And how long has it been since you have thought about that memory? Uh, so it actually popped up um, a little while ago. And now you're doing the shadow work for it. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, universe. But I'm sure that there's more to it. But, yeah, I'm happy that I can be proud of myself. That's a big accomplishment for me personally. Mm -hmm. What about you? Well, I'm more surface level. <laughs> <laughs> but to say everything, I'm most proud of where I'm at mentally mm -hmm. now. Because looking back at like I was looking at pictures yesterday and it's I'm not looking at that same person anymore so mm -hmm. definitely most proud of where I'm at mentally right now because I can it's just it's it's even just the little things just how you react to things you like thinking about where I how I would react in the past like you know, ang I was angry and sad and mad and never happy. Now I have like a natural happiness and I can react calmly. Unless the kids are really pissing me off. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm just mentally in a better place. So let's get deeper here then oh, now. Oh boy. <laughs> because it's episode of Shadow Work. We I have know. to. There's all the good questions are going, guys. <laughs> so what made you so angry? When you so you had to have gone through some stuff to make this change. What did you find was making you so angry? So I remember when I first when we first moved here. I went through a transition period. No, no, I'd actually have to go back even further to like living in New Mexico. There was nothing ever good that came out of living out there. Like everything was everybody, everybody there. Like this is why I never want to live there again. Everybody there was depressed and sad. They didn't care about anything. They didn't care what they put in their mouth. They didn't care. Like, looking at it now, they just didn't care about anything. And I look back at pictures of myself. I look depressed. I was super overweight. I didn't care about the way I dressed. I didn't care about the way I looked. I didn't care about anything. But I was surrounded by an area that was all like that. They were all the same. And there was never any... No happiness. No... Well you know, go for a walk or why don't you eat this today? Or, you know, why don't, um, you know, go study this at this college. There was no encouragement, I guess. And so when there's no encouragement, there's no positivity, there's no anything, it kind of weighs you down. And, you know, you end up feeling like you're the stupid scum of the earth. Because when I moved here, it was a hard transition only because I was away from my family and friends and I was in a new place where, you know, I went to very first place I went to out here was Walmart and I couldn't understand a goddamn thing. Anybody was saying in that place, 
I'm sorry, Kat, but their accents were so strong. <laughs> and I basically just went through, you know, a lot of transitional things just moving here. But it took about a good, I don't know, three, four years. And I think around the time that I started in school, things started to really started to change because then I saw, oh, other people do care about the way they dress. Oh, people do eat this stuff. Oh, like it was like a slow yeah. transitional change. And then I started, you know, I met some people um, at Planet Fitness because that was like the first gym that I joined when I went out here. Super nice people. She was really, really nice. She paid very close attention to, you know, like her job and the way she dressed and how she looked and how she talked to people was very kind. Like just all the things. And I was just like, wow, I'm not used to this. Mm -hmm. This is kind of nice. It's different here. And then... You know, I've been here since 2010, so many, 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 many years later. I think it was just all the years of that beat down constant every day of honestly no, no happiness, no joy. Nobody found any joy in life. Everybody was just, it felt like everybody was just existing in New Mexico, and that was it. Yeah. That was the end. Just, let's just exist. Right. I had the same experience when I moved here because I moved here from a very small town mm. and um, the same thing. People didn't really take care of themselves and the ones that appeared to take care of themselves were like loading their faces with makeup, making themselves look anything like someone other than themselves, mm -hmm. acting like people other than themselves. And now... The town I grew up in is like a major um, drug spot, hard drugs. Hmm. And it, it makes me really sad because not everyone is like that. I mean, there are still people there that are happy and they're just naturally that way. But for the most part, and it, I know that it sounds judgy, but I'm only saying this because I lived it for so long. For the most part, it really is just about survival. And I don't want to live like that anymore. And that could also make you very angry because it really is Sorry, about survival. I'm... And I, I want to thrive. I want to thrive. And I've always yeah. felt that. And when I moved to Raleigh, I saw people who were thriving. Mm -hmm. And you're very much like me where you're moldy and bendy and you see what people are doing and you say, okay, that to me looks like happiness. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start doing that. And some of these things are good, like diet, which I, when I say diet, I don't mean like keto or whatever. I'm, I'm saying diet as in what you put in your mouth. Mm -hmm exercise you see people exercising and these are things that really do increase your level of well-being and make you feel better it's mm -hmm. what we're built to do to take care of ourselves. but unfortunately in some of these small towns the only thing to do is watch tv drink do drugs and work and have or babies drive around sonic 
See, we didn't have a Sonic. We uh, we only had <laughs> we only had a little itty bitty gas station growing mm-hmm. up. We had one stoplight and a caution light. Wow. Yeah, it was a really small town. Yeah. Um. Every Friday and Saturday night, Sonic was a place to hang out, and you people would drive in circles looking for somebody to pick up. Oh, we did that at Walmart. <laughs> Yeah, we went to the next town over, and we drove around Walmart, and we were like, oh, look at us. We're cool. Let me run my car up and see if anybody hears it. Mm. <laughs> God, we are so stupid. Uh, teenage life. With love. When I say stupid, I mean it with love, you know. Again, oh. harboring anger for things of my past, because I do look at it like... God, I could have been doing so many other things, but I do realize that all the things that I was doing, even though that they were horrible and bad and stupid, they have led me all to right here, to right here, because I can teach people through my experience. So yeah, I'm using it for good. Well, I used to drive around with my friend in her car, and she had a... 1980-something. I can't remember the exact year. Mustang. All redone. Loud, 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 loud. And it was purple. Oh, purple. That one. Oh, my God. You guys must have been so cool. Oh, we were so cool. We used to go hang out with the older, cooler people. Oh, man. Did you ever stop and get tater tots? No. Breezy? No, we would race down 30th. Oh, so you just drive through Sonic, not get anything. Oh, no. We didn't drive through Sonic at night. We went to the Hobby Lobby where all the cool people went. <laughs> so Sonic was for the not teenagers. cool people. The teenagers. Hobby even though, Lobby was the popping place. Even though we were teenagers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Hobby Lobby. Let's get our craft on. Woo-hoo. She was my best friend before... Oh, my God. Both your names started with a K. Her name was Kristen. Your name is Kat. I must have a thing for best friends with the name K, or with the letter K in it. And your middle name is Emily, which was my best friend growing up. Oh, my God. Look at this shadow work, guys. We're doing so good today. I'm going to get an ice cream later. Please don't edit this episode. Just let it go out how it is because it's really funny. But edit that little section out where I'm talking about not editing it. But other than that, just leave the rest. Okay. I'm bleeding. Oh, man. Um, I was laughing because of how funny it is that this all came together. I, because that's the way it always works. And usually we plan our episodes a little bit ahead of time I'll get downloads sometimes and write some notes and that'll be what we talk about. But now I'm just seeing that spirit guides us every single time. So I'm just trusting that when we turn on these mics, what needs to come out of our mouth will come out of our mouth. And I know a lot of people need to do shadow work right now. So I'm just going to say, because we're getting later in the episode, I know a lot of people don't like shadow work, all right? I know a lot of people that are really good at manifesting and stuff like that that do not do shadow work. I know a lot of people that are in the spiritual community that do not do shadow work. But I want you all to remember that they are still human beings. They are not the creme de la creme of the gurus. You are. 
but from my experience, when I do shadow work, my world lights up. And Sarah can attest to this. I have manifested some pretty incredible things. And it has been after I've come out of some pretty dark times. And I don't feel like I have a choice but to do shadow work because I hold so much trauma in my body. And I never knew that the trauma was in my body. And I've always been so disconnected from my body. Like, so this is how bad it was. The other day, my toe was itching. And I didn't know which toe it was. I was like fishing around in my toes, trying to figure out which one was itching because I'm so disconnected from my body. Hmm. And I thought I was pretty connected because when I went to the doctor, I would say, okay, I have this symptom going on and this and this and this. And I think that it's this. And they say, wow, you really know your body. I say, yeah, I'm pretty good. But no, until you start meditating, you do not realize how disconnected you are from your body. Because even at the Joe Dispenza retreat, when I'm sitting there meditating and I've got my whole body so relaxed, those inside muscles on the inside of my thighs going up to my groin are so tight, they never release. They are never released, and it is causing pain in my back. And I have went to the chiropractor and physical therapist and kinesiologist and energy healers, and I do all of these things. And I cannot, it's like the circuit from my brain to that muscle is cut off, and I cannot get that muscle to release. Now, sometimes I'll notice, oh, it's a little looser right now or something. But again, I have so much sexual trauma and it all holds right there, all holds right there. And also your beliefs about yourself hold right there. And you know, I have a lot of beliefs about myself that are untrue, but for some reason I continue to believe them like we all do. But I've gotten some really incredible things done in shadow work. And the way that I do it is I usually journal Journaling seems to be the best option for me where I'll say, you know, if I'm feeling angry one day and I'll say, okay, I don't know where this anger is coming from. I'm going to have to figure this out. So I'll just get my journal out and I'll say, what's bugging me? And I'll say, I'm angry. Okay, where am I feeling it in my body? And then I'll close my eyes and I'll say, okay, I'm kind of feeling it in my stomach, a little bit in my chest. My shoulders are tight. Okay, so I'll write all that down. And I know that shoulders are, you, you're carrying too much weight. So a lot of people have stress in their shoulders when they're carrying a lot of weight. Well, life is a metaphor. God is a poet, the poet. So when you look at your body, you really have to think of literal terms. Like if you are having issues with your digestive tract, what are you having an issue digesting right now? What information have you been given or what realization are you being shown in your head about yourself that you're not wanting to digest right now? Because I'm telling you, when I am gripping onto a relationship and I do not want to let it go, I am backed up for days. But if I'm losing someone and it's like out of control, upset stomach. Mm. And your gut is controlled the most by your emotions. Your emotions control your gut 100%. So, if you're having issues in your body, try to figure out 
what's holding there. So after I do that, I go into what could this be? What do I think that this is? What am I angry at? And I'll say, okay, well, I was triggered because my daughter was supposed to get ready for school and she was screaming and yelling and doing everything except for getting ready for school. Okay, so this is irritating for every parent, but why? Okay, why can we not hold this child in compassion and why are we being triggered and becoming angry? Well, because she's being disrespectful. Where have we felt disrespected in our life? Or how did I feel growing up getting ready for school? So this is my big thing with my daughter and a lot of other people I hear say this, I could never do those things growing up. I would have got my ass handed to me. Everybody says that. I would have been outside in the front yard picking my own switch if I had to talk back to my mom and dad like that. All right. So when your child is yelling at you, go back to little you out in the front yard picking your switch. How did you feel? Because you simply just didn't want to go to school. And that is a normal child reaction. Nobody wants to go to school. School sucks. You sit there for eight hours listening to somebody talk about shit you don't care about. <laughs> School sucks, okay? But we have to go. And if you want to look at it on an even deeper level, that's a, a control structure. That is a system that is set up as a means of control. So consciously we know this, so we're not going to want to go. So remember that of your children, because again, they're big old souls inside of those little bitty bodies, and they know but you can at least hold compassion for them instead of getting triggered. But I get triggered. So I have to go back to that little version of me and go back to how I felt the times that I yelled and didn't want to go to school when I was little or anything. Didn't want to do anything because it's not just school. In that moment, it was school, but it may not be school. Like think back at that one time that I spilt spaghetti all over the floor and my parents beat my ass for it. And it was an accident. I'm not saying that that happened to me. That didn't happen to me. Oh, I thought. No. Okay. But it happens to some people. I mean, I know girls who have gotten their ass beat because they were raped. Mm. What do you think that does? I mean, shadow work here. When my dad found out that I lost my virginity at 13 years old, 13. I was a child. A child. He didn't talk to me for a year. But there was one day where I did talk back to him and he slapped me in the face because he was so mad at me for doing this to him. What? If my daughter comes to me at 13 and tells me that she lost her virginity to a 16-year-old boy, you best believe that's not the way I'm going to handle it. I am going to comfort her. I'm going to make her feel loved. I'm going to make her feel like it's okay, no matter what. Will I be happy about her decision-making? No. But I will absolutely know that it reflects on me because I didn't teach her the proper tools to use to avoid that kind of situation. Now, sometimes it happens in young love and it's happening more frequently nowadays, 
because a lot of parents right now are so disconnected from their feelings. They're not doing shadow work. They're not looking at these things that are harboring inside of their bodies that they've carried for so long that are influencing their relationships and their life. So like you changing your personality and coming from this super angry person to being more calm, that is a huge accomplishment because you know the work that you've done to get there. Now, I'm a lot more calm than I used to be for sure, but I am still majorly triggered a lot of times and I need something to take me down other than just my breath. Like I'll have to go paint or shake my body or, you know, whatever, yoga. But I would love to get to where I could just do it with my breath. But right now I have so much stuff inside of my body, I have to move it. I have mm. to move it out. So I channel the energy somewhere else. But then I also do my shadow work. Like, why am I doing this? Because there's always shadow. We always have shadow. Everybody does. There's a whole lot of people that say, yeah, I've moved on from my past. I realize that the past is the past and I've forgiven. And that's great. But here's the thing. The body tells the story, not your mouth. Your body does. What comes out of your mouth is from your mind a lot of the time. And your mind is lying to you because your body tells a story. Because if you're in pain, if you have sickness and disease and illness and tense muscles, you are holding something. It's energy. Everything is energy. And when you really think about it, when you're stressed out, what do you do? You're tense. doesn't matter what you're stressed about. But if you don't move that tenseness out of your body, it doesn't just go away. Energy doesn't die. You have to move it out. And a lot of times it has to be intentional at this age because we've, we've been holding on so much. Because as kids, kids aren't able to sit down. They're constantly moving and jumping and screaming and yelling because their body is telling them how to move that energy naturally. It is society that puts the cork on that. Hey, little Jimmy, sit down, stop jumping. Hey, stop crying, little boys don't cry. Stop crying, wipe your tears. That shit affects you, it affects you. And I don't care who you are, if you are a human being, it affects you. And you can do work to move it and get rid of it, but you gotta do the work. It doesn't just go away. You gotta look at that stuff. And as a man, say, why am I not able to cry? Because a normal human reaction is to cry. So if you are a man and you say, well, I just don't cry. I'm not emotional. You're holding something because you are human. And we were built with that feature for a reason. God didn't give us that to ignore it. So do your shadow work. I hate crying. Oh, man, I hate crying so much. It gives me a headache for like three days because when I finally do cry I'm really releasing some stuff and usually I don't cry as hard as I need to <laughs> I hate crying but I know why because I was told that if you're going to do that shit go to your room yeah that's one thing I don't do I I uh, tell my 
I don't tell my kids stop crying or go there or whatever. It's, well, what's wrong? Well, how are you feeling? Why do you feel like that? That's not how I would have been when I first moved here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My big thing is when I know it's fake. That's where I have difficulty. Yeah. Because we know. Mm -hmm. But even if it's fake, they're crying out for attention for some reason. They need something. But it's our job as parents to teach them how to fulfill their own needs so that they can do that when we're not around. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're working on right now. Because we've done a lot of her stuff for her. Because she's an only child. So it's easier. But we're learning. Through shadow work, mostly. (laughs) Well, that wraps up this episode of shadow work. Which I just, I absolutely loved how it all fell together and didn't even realize it. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. That was pretty neat. And I like how you kept it light in the beginning. Mm Because I would have just been getting deep. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm here for. Keep things light and airy. I think that's my sign. I'm a air sign. Yeah. Gemini, yeah. Yeah, light and airy. And I'm a water, (laughs) emotional and deep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this was fun. I enjoyed it. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this journey to self-discovery and healing. We hope the discussions and the practices we've shared have helped you to raise your vibration and find more peace and balance in your life. Don't forget to be kind to yourself, listen to your body, and trust the process. Make sure to visit our website at vibingconsciouslypodcast.com where you'll find links to listen to our newest episodes, subscribe to our newsletter, and find out where you can find us on social media. If you have a topic that you'd like to be featured on Vibing Consciously or you'd like to be featured as a guest, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Keep up the great work, and remember, if you're feeling, you're healing. Until next time, keep shining your light and spreading your love wherever you go. Namaste.